happen by because oh, I, I don't actually know if I'll tune I will because I'm a sicko, but I don't know if I'll tune into this. I mean, game. I'll watch it because I love footy, but god yeah. damn, it's gonna I hurt. think this will be one of those uh in the background while I'm working out kind of games because uh, the background while I'm being tortured, one of those games. <laughs> oh. This, yeah, the this uh, is gonna be a punish, yeah, 100%. The Western Australian Tigers, um, up against the Canterbury Banks and Bulldogs. First episode, welcome. First episode's fifth and dribble. Um, I'm I'm Matt. I'm here with the giraffe. Lock. Ola is Spanish for hello. <laughs> Ola is Spanish for hello. Um, how how do you know that? Have you have you been overseas before? Uh, no español. No español. <laughs> no español. That's uh, next question. <laughs> very good. Very good. Okay. Well. Uh, Welcome everybody. This is uh, this is Fifth and Dribble, where we talk uh, NRL, NBA, and a whole lot of shit. Um, there's that, that's that's pretty much it. That's us in a nutshell. Um, that's not in our Instagram bio, but I'm pretty sure if we made that our Instagram bio, then um, if I had Tinder, that would be my Tinder bio. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay, so um, let's just get rocking into it. So this, so usually we do a um, we're going to aim to do a Tuesday and a Thursday show. Ladies and gentlemen, um, Tuesday is going to be pretty well a breakdown of um, what's happened over the weekend. And this Thursday show, this is going to be um, the ramp up to next weekend. Now, we know we're very late. It's round 25. Okay. Don't fucking add us. Okay. I mean, do add but, us. At, at fifth yeah, please add on, us. Please <laughs> be adding us. <laughs> at Fit the Dribble on Instagram and uh, and on Twitter. Speaking, um, speaking of our socials, though, this Thursday one, we're going to have a little bit of a question time um, to kind of end the show. So feel free. Flick any bad questions, good questions, anyone's in between. They don't necessarily have to be NBA or NRL related. We are up for whatever. Um, yeah. So feel free. Hit us up. Fifth and Dribble on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, it, I mean, please don't have it be risque. I don't need to be answering to my partner about all of that. But she's um, not going to listen to the show. I mean, no, she's, she's not, not going to the show, listen to but, the show. <laughs> but she's in the she's in the house that I'm recording. And if I'm talking about you know a few risque things, she's going to bust in and be like, "What is happening in here?" <laughs> but um, but no, there is no way in hell that she's listening to the show. The only time that she ever listens to the show is when I say, "Come in here and listen to this." We were really funny, but I mean, I never do that because I mean, that's probably happened once, and we're, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, so um, let's get... Speaking of not funny, Latrell on Joey Manu. Yes. Yeah, that that was not funny. Um, if you have been living under a rock, Latrell Mitchell um, came in to attempt to stop the run of play and I guess potentially save a try uh, in the 54-12 to 12 win of the Bunnies over the Roosters. Uh, he absolutely dropped all... I think he's 108 kilos right now, but he dropped all of that into Joey Manu's face. Um, Joey Manu has obviously gone off the hospital with broken cheekbone. Um, if there's some really like not safe for work videos of him blowing his nose, the trainer asked him to blow his nose and that's when his cheek puffs up. Um, and apparently you're not supposed to do that. Well, I think Um, it was, I think it was so that he could see if there was like that bad of a fracture. I don't actually, uh, I I mean, I'm no doctor. I'm not, I'm not a doctor, but I could tell there was (laughs) Not not a fracture there. I mean, uh, from everything I saw, he probably shouldn't have been doing that. But as I said, not a doctor. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but it just so, was... Go on. Um, it was pretty horrific, man. As you, the key takeaway there was the score. This isn't like this wouldn't make it any better. But this wasn't a four point a four point game. That's a grand final or a well, prelim. Think, or your season's on, on the line. Yeah, on that, I think the score, I think at the time, if I've got it right, it was like 24 to 12 and the Roosters were on a bit of a comeback. Like they had scored the last try because um, because the Bunnies put a little bit of smackdown on at the end. I mean, Latrell went over again when he came out of the bin and threw that ball down with such vigor. But, um, and I think there were a few F and Cs coming out of his mouth. I mean, you're well. the gambling man. How much do you reckon Latrell to score out of that sim bin was paying? I reckon negative oh, money. Negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And I am not a gambling man. Ask any of our friends. I only lose money. I don't. <laughs> there's no chance of me actually winning money. I, I didn't I say won, you're a good gambling man. Yeah, I'm a terrible gambling man. I won. I won a bit of money on the uh, on the NBA finals this year, but uh, no, I'm no, I'm no simmy. 
Okay, I'm not. Uh, I'm not putting out mad multis for the best. For the best. The best on. was uh, was your boy, the Mad Man. I remember he hit us up. It was a Sunday night. He goes, "I feel like the dogs could get up tomorrow. Let's go, yeah. dogs thirteen plus." <laughs> we laugh him down, aren't we? Fucking idiots, mate. Oh, I don't know what round that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what round that was, but fuck me. Yeah, absolute idiots. He uh, he actually hit us up the other day, um, and, and and this isn't a sport that we're going to cover, but the NFL, he put down, um, it was a four-leg multi on uh, like four different teams in the NFL to win, and uh, he walked away with 1600 bucks. That's, uh, why, that's why he's the madman, friend of the show, madman. Mad friend of the show, madman. Um, yeah, shout out to the madman. Um, so, so yeah, Latrell, six weeks. Um, I think very smart of him to take the guilty plea. If he goes to judiciary, I see this going uh, between eight and 12 only because, and I mean, I know that nine floated around a lot, but the reason that I think is because this is his third offense for the year. Like what, what more can you do as a part of the ARLC to, you know, put yeah. him on notice? I, th- I think some of these cases when they're really big like this, and like you saw it with the Radley one against the um against the Broncos earlier in the year. Some of these cases, you know, they're just not going to win. And this was one of them. You just kind of yeah, the hit was bad, as you said. He's done. He's been done for three times now this season. Cost himself the Dally M early on with that hit on Mafaluma. Yeah. Um, I think six weeks is is all right if I'm being honest with you. Um, I like it. It kind of cause it finishes his season, and trials don't count towards those games anymore. So he's going to miss the first few of next year, depending how deep South go. Yeah, um, I think twelve was probably too far. Nine, I probably could have copped just because of the loading. Yeah, um, but six in isolation in a vacuum is pretty good. I just I don't know. I feel like I feel like his thing is he just and we see it all the time. He runs into guys to hit them, which we love. That's why we love the sport. We love the collision. We love the yeah. hit. But I think he just came at Joey Manu and he didn't he didn't think about what he was going to hit him with or where he was going to hit yeah. until he was there. And then even yeah. then, I don't really think he thought about it too much. And he just kind of just just it was careless. It was reckless. And I mean, when you have a reputation, careless and reckless become, you know, pe- people start to think you got a bit of malice. Oh, and intent there. It's, I don't it's think like there was any malice. Wildfire. I don't think there was any malice or intent, but once you get that reputation, it's hard, really hard to shake. No, hundred percent. And I mean, Manu's family's come out and said that they don't, they don't wish any ill will on, on the trail. And, and I mean, that's beautiful to see. I mean, um, for all intents and purposes, he might break um, their face too. Yeah, for all intents and purposes, I think that Manu and Latrell were like the boys off the field. And I mean, we've said this privately, like you go to die uh, for for someone going for premierships with them. And then all of a sudden that happens with the amount of vigor and and it wasn't malice, but like the amount of vigor and, and what seemed like if you were to personify a hit, the hatred of that hit, um, it, you know, I've never seen Joey Manu so so um reactive and um not only that but i mean as i said uh manu's family's come out and said that they don't want anything bad for for latrell and his family and apparently um latrell's partner has received death threats um but i mean yeah, south, see, south fans on, gonna like... be south fans gonna be like uh, loyal to the loyal to the soil you know um and, and and i hope i hope that you know everything is all right in 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 their world but as you said that's not on that's fucked like, how, how can you throw death threats at someone for, for a bang-bang play? I mean, my, yeah, my whole thing was it was the reaction after. Like, we've all we, we've played a few sports between us, and we've all done dumb stuff, and you get caught up in the heat of the moment. But the reaction after, like, yeah. if that's, it, it, like I know we didn't mean to do it, but it was more the way he acts after Joey kind of comes at him and the ref and the penalty's blown, still arguing the penalty. Like, yeah, you just kind of got to be more of an adult there. Yeah, and um, you know, uh, forty grand to the Roosters. Do you think that 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 was warranted? You know what? I know a lot of people say like coaches shouldn't be fined when it is a piss poor refing performance, mm-hmm. but I think they should always be fined. It kind of keeps the integrity there. It stops them getting too away with it. I yeah. mean, if you're good, and I'm always under the belief if you're going to get the fine, earn the fine. Yeah, like yeah. don't oh, just say the ref. So if you're going to do it, go in. You're going to get. You're going to get done. Yeah, go get done. And it, it was a pretty poorly ref game i mean the whole thing like i i don't know if latrell should have been a send-off i'm still on the fence about that probably should have been only for the fact that it caused a few blow-ups later and i think i think the game was lucky that the roosters are down to these young guys yeah if the roosters had their older guys on there if they had radley jwh they had these guys, had their these injury guys squad well yeah well if they if they had their their top 17 you know these guys wouldn't let that stuff fly 
No, hundred percent. There, there, there would mean, have been a lot more retaliation from them, I think. Yeah, for sure. And but I just, I just think that um, it should have been a send off only because of what we saw at Magic Round and what we've seen all year. You know, there's been such a flip and a flop of what is a send off and what's you know just aimed head high, and it feels like we've almost reverted back to what it was in round one where they need to check like 17 different replays and, and, you know, we've got to go full um, FIFA and someone on the ground crying I really to hope, get yeah, I really some sort of not. penalty. Like yeah, that, that, and, that stuff, and that too. stuff's creeping into the game. You see it with crushers and you see it with, I saw it in the Penrith game against um, the Tigers last weekend. Like Liam Martin's one of my favorite players, but he's getting, he's getting that little bit of a habit in a crusher. He's more than happy to turn and duck the head. Yeah, um, some of those it. veteran moves. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, I mean, the bunker should have picked that up. I understand. Was it Grant Grant Atkins or Atkins? How do you say it? For the ref. Uh, I think it's Atkins. Yeah, I think so. Um, well, whoever the ref was, you could see. I, I do kind of get the playing. Uh, it was no, it was Ashley Klein. Was it Ashley Klein? Oh, yeah, it was cool. Ashley Klein. Yeah. yeah. All right, I get Ashley Klein playing, like playing the advantage there. But, you know, Rapana's got to pick that up in the bunker. Rapana's got to say, and it was just going to be a penalty. It was just going to be a penalty, move on, maybe on report until Joey Manu came over. If Joey Manu stays down. You mean Marinara sauce. Marinara. Yeah. Rapana. Rapana's a different fear boner. I mean, he he, he was probably in there something doing with Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, But did you see that Perinara got stood down for the last week? I did. I did. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. he's a shocking ref regardless anyway. But Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he got stood there. And and like just quickly speaking on refs, did you see that um Chekin has um or or che- Chechin has uh retired? He's gone no, back I into didn't retirement. See that. No. Yeah, he's gone back into retirement. He says um the game and, and a couple of different calls and stuff like that that haven't gone the way of the fans has forced him out of it again. Uh he he doesn't want to doesn't want to do it anymore, which which is is sad to see. Um but I mean, something else that is sad to see, uh, especially for us on this channel, is uh, the Parramatta Eels winning games. We hate to see it, but we do have to give credit where credit is due. And they did break um, the Storm's streak. They were going for the, for the record of, what was it, 20 straight and think, yeah. um, fell short behind a Fergalicious double and um, a, a 22 to 10 scoreline. And and not only that, but um, I was reminded by a friend of the podcast that um, the Eels uh, have beaten the Storm twice this year. Yes, we were reminded of that. We definitely were. And that's, yeah. uh, we'd be remiss not to mention it. It actually was a good game. Uh, I thought it was going to be one of those games where they hype it up and then the Storm come out and other uh, Storm. But, I mean, they mm. played great, Para. And they're, they're, you see this week they're kind of resting – majority of their starting lineup i feel like they they're going to take that form against melbourne they're not going to risk it against penrith this week and they're kind of go, trying to going to go into the finals with some momentum hopefully yeah 100 um i don't agree with the with the halves pairing of uh, uh fake will smith and um, jacob arthur but i mean as you said they're resting a lot of their big guns and and they got to do what they got to do um I think they're pretty. Well, I th- speaking of speaking of records, though, this has to be a record. Parramatta have two people in the team with the first name Hayes. Hayes, Hayes Perham, Hayes Perham, and Hayes Dunstar, both spelt differently. Who the heck is Hayes Perham? I he was. Um, he played, he played for the war- He played for the Warriors. He's starting up fullback this week. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, good on him. Good I on haven't him, seen but... a lot of him. There's a few raps on him. Um. But I mean, haven't Hayes seen a lot of Hayes. Just, Hayes in, in is general. just a rugby league name, isn't it? Oh mate, I'd, Hayes is a rugby league name. I guess so. If, uh, <laughs> if you say so, I guess so. Um, but yeah, I mean that that's going to be that's going to be a good game. I think that um, Parramatta are not delirious in the fact that they're probably not going to beat um, Penrith, even if Penrith roll out their B squad. Um, like, and, and that's in terms of power rolling out their B squad as well. If they have if they've come to that realization, um, and yeah, there's just no point going in and, and risking and risking injuries. If if you're going to lock up the fifth, you may as well um, go into week one of the finals uh, with your absolute best squad, and that's fair. Um, now moving on to more news in rugby league. The uh, the race for the Daily M is heating up. Um, we put a graphic up today at Fifth and Dribble. Uh, and, guys, I'm going to name drop that so often that you better be following it. So just follow it so podcast. we can stop, yeah, please. Do it, yeah. It annoys just me it. just as much as it annoys you. Just do it. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, the the race of Daliam is heating up. We've got uh, we've got Turbo Cleary and Cody Walker as the Smoky, who is about to pass Jonathan Thurston's um, try assist um, kind of ledger that uh, in the two years that he won it. So. What, he's what been you kind of having. A, he's been kind of having. A, like I know everyone's talking about how good he is and how good of a season he has, but when you're going up against the monster that is Tommy Turbo, he's having yeah. a quietish season. Yeah, like people aren't talking, aren't making a lot of noise. Like if you said to people who who's having the best season, I think it would be a pretty even split of Turbo and Cleary and maybe some Walker thrown in there. Like, it's, but for me, look at the team list. Like you've got Turbo. Turbo is 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 Turbo. He's doing uh, phenomenal things, and and he does that whenever he's on the field. In my eyes, probably the the fullback um, of of the game right now. He he's overtaken James Tedesco, um, but j- just with the way that he creates. But um, you know, the only help that it seems that he's got is in in terms of scoring points. I mean, Manly runs a great system, and they've got a lot of big boys out there. But Ruben Garrick also setting a record. It, he's the first guy to score twenty tries and and kick a hundred. 100 goals, you know? So um, have I got that right? Is it 100 or 200? But regardless, um, I saw it pop up the other day. And, um, you know, who who else? And they've got three guys in the top five for, for try, try scoring. scoring. Yeah, and, we, and with Alex Johnson sitting out this week, one of those guys could take out the try scoring, you know? Yeah, exactly. But then, try scoring award. And I mean, that's what's, that's what's making Tommy so dangerous. The fact he does it on both sides of the field. Like yeah. you look at Walker, that war, the... South Sydney left edge is just so dangerous and it's so yeah. lethal because of him. Like Latrell plays their part, Gagai and Johnson play their part, but it's because of how good Walker is. Yeah. Tommy is able to do it both sides of the field. Like you, I remember the first four games, you kind, you kind of knew what Ruben Garrick was. He was like a decent winger who could kick. He wasn't going to make too many errors. He wasn't going to do anything too spectacular. And yeah, Jason Saab was pretty unknown. I wasn't too impressed with him with the first four games, to be honest. He looked like the he Dodgy lacked, Dragons. Well, he looked he looked like he lacked some aggression and some some big game experience there. But I think mm. he's he's going to take this final series like crazy. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I completely agree. But I mean, you even think like um, you think of the superstar pedigree on those on those two team lists. Like you talk about um, Latrell and Reynolds way before you talk about Walker. And then even then, you know, Walker's in the same breath. And as, then you've still as got you just Cook said, as well. Gagai, Gagai, Cook, Johnston. Like you just, you look at, you look at that team list and, mm-hmm. and, you know, far and away, Turbo is the number one player in Manly. And I mean, you- it's the same, it's the same thing in Penrith. Cleary's far and away the number one guy, but there's, there's closer um, two, three and four in Penrith than what there is in Manly for sure. I think so too. But speaking of South Stack team, how do you think, do you think their premiership windows closed now with Latrell missing the rest of the oh, season? How do you think fucked. Blake Taft goes? No, nah, they're fucked. I mean, I, I like Blake Taft. I think that um, uh, we've talked about this privately. I think that um, he has a lot of promise. I think he attacks the ball really, really well. And he's one of them short Kings, short Kings stand up because uh, no one can see us otherwise. Um, and um, and yeah, I just think I think he's going to be great. But I mean, Latrell is is GI Junior. We've been calling him that for the last three years. So how do you how do you replace that overnight? And that's no that's no um, scrub on on Taff at all. It's just you know you, you're backing up for a once in a generational player. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I, I'm very interested to see this week how Taff plays against the Dragons. Mm. So he's getting the one jersey and it looks like he'll get that for the rest of the season. And they're starting a bit of a misshapen spine as well. They got Benji at the six, Lachlan Ilias at the seven. I'm very, very interested in Lachlan Ilias seeing as he, I don't know if he's going to be the first choice halfback next year. Mm. I would think he probably is unless you could get Benji. If he goes around again, start him at seven and maybe got Milf off the bench. I think Ilias will definitely get a chance next year. Yeah, um, it's going to be see how he replaces Reynolds, and even at number nine, I'm going to butcher this name, but Peter <laughs> Mamozulius yeah, is nice. um, number nine, and apparently him, Taff, and Ilias all come through the grades together, and they're just apparently this next up, they're good to go. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, if they can get a little bit of uh, connection like the Penrith boys did when they came through, then you know you're absolutely laughing. But um, for for me, I'd be wanting I'd be wanting Benji to come back so that um, Ilias doesn't have that on his shoulders. Have a have a Joseph Sawali kind of situation and have him play a couple of games um, either either off the bench or where it's really not all on him because Sawali is going to be the next best thing in in Sydney, right? And, and for the Roosters, so 
Um, if you can have Lachlan Ilias, you know, kind of learn under one of the greats in Benji Marshall, Benji's going to come back for, for nothing if he comes back at all. Um, and, and, you know, you've got a young um, you got MILF there as well. Um, and Cody Walker, like if he can learn from some of those guys, then he's going to be all the better for it. And Blake Tuff can apparently play the six pretty well as well. So I think they're pretty covered in terms of spine players there. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, that seems to be the way that the game's going. Like we're, we're, I feel like we're losing. I mean, we're getting a few big men here and there. I mean, you look at the, you know, three notable names recently, Payne Haas, Tavita Pango Jr. and and David Fafita. But um, it, it just seems to be spine play. And it's the same in the NBA. Like all the, you know, the, the point guards are coming through. The point guards are taking over. We're, we're forgetting about the, you know, the day of the big man. Granted, you know, guys like Joel Embiid and Nick Jokic are, are trying to pull us back into that big man. But I, I just don't see it happening. Um, but yeah, talking talking halves, um, Clune signs to Newcastle, um, which just kind of fuels the Piercy to Tiger Town rumors. I mean, um, with with Dewey going down his ACL, um, could Piercy take over Daddy's legacy in uh, in West's Tigers? Um, I think he could. I mean. Pierce has kind of been linked to a few clubs I've seen this year. He's I've seen him. To a few clubs. I've, yeah, I've seen. I've seen him link going to Tiger Town, as you said. Um, I saw a few things a few days ago that Ricky Stewart would be very interested in having a top flight halfback down there. Mm. Um, obviously, his partner Jack Whiten, and then also Craig Fitzgibbon and Piercy are apparently close from both their times at the Roosters. So mm. I wouldn't rule out possibly the Sharks next year when they go to market for a half. Man, if but they I, go, if he goes to the Sharks, then what the hell happens with Nico Hines? What happens with that entire, entire spine? I mean, I, I think you could play Nico halves and Pierce at six and seven. I think it'd be a bit chaotic, but you could probably do it. Mm, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think next year, the plan originally was for the Tigers. They got Jackson Hastings coming from Wigan, I believe, in the English Super League. Mm. So they were going to play Jackson Hastings and Dewey at six and seven, and then probably just fire Luke Brooks into the sun. Uh, but I guess <laughs> Dewey, uh, Dewey's injury kind of puts puts a scrub on that. I'd yeah. say you probably go Hastings at the six, maybe Brooks at the seven. I like Jock Madden, but he's good depth. It wouldn't surprise me if PC leaves. Newcastle, mm. but they seem to like him there. He's been linked to a lot of clubs and he hasn't moved just yet. What, yeah. what do you think of the Clune signing though? Um, I mean, I like it. I think he's had a pretty pretty decent year for St. George, um, but um, I just, I, do, I don't understand it from a uh, front office point of view. Like, PC seems to do so much for the Knights behind the scenes and um, you watch that game on the weekend against the Titans. It, unless he and Ponga touched the ball, they were absolutely fucking putrid like they were so shit i'm pretty sure there were like 16 total errors that game and and more than half of them were coming from the knights um it was yeah it was just gross to watch so um i i still think jay clifford's too and i mean he scarred me because of all the years of the cowboys but i still think he's too young to run a team by himself um and i just think that you need maybe one more year under under someone like mitchell pierce um rather than throwing the keys to these two young kids in, in Clune and, and Clifford. How, how do you feel if Clune is purely depth? How do you feel if they don't move Pierce on if... and he's only just depth? Because we know in Mitchell Pierce's injury history, I feel a lot safer throwing Clune at seven than I do Crossland. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And don't get me wrong, I like Phoenix. But yeah, I, I would feel I also would feel safer throwing Clune there. But I mean, how how big's Clune? Can he, can he do the Kurt Mann experience? Or is he just I don't think big? so. I think the way I see him plays, he's more like a traditional seven. He's not. He he can run. He's got a decent running game, but he definitely kind of steers him around the park. I imagine if Piercy was to go down, he'd slot straight into seven. Whereas at the moment, you'd move Clifford to seven and bring Crossland in at six. Yeah. I think it kind of kind of brings a bit more continuity to the team as well. Mm-hmm. Instead of shuffling the sides, the halves play on. They can just bring in an almost like like for like kind of placement there. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean the Knights also. Um, speaking to them, uh, short up Lachlan Fitzgibbon for another two years. So I mean that front that um, oh, sorry their backline is uh, is you know staying just as strong. Um, big news coming out of Canterbury today. Um, Gus has gone through with the chainsaw and um, cut. I think it's tw- they're losing twelve guys or something. Uh, we've got a couple of names here. Um, they call me Big Papi Dylan Napa. Uh, the uh, the choke slam chokehold Lachlan Lewis, uh, <laughs> Renna Fatoni, Sione Katoa, Dean Brick, the bad Sione Katoa, yeah, the bad Sione Katoa, not the Cronulla Sione Katoa, uh, Dean Brick, Chris Smith, 
if that's not the widest name you've ever heard, then I don't know what is. Um, James Romanos, uh, Brad Dietz, Watson, Halita, and Kiko, Kiko Manu uh, are not going to be extended to 2022. And I mean, obviously, you're losing Will Hopawati to the Super League. Um, and uh, Nick Meany is off to the storm. I think the only big loss out of that, honestly, is Nick Meany. If I'm being honest with you, I think Will Hopawade has been over it for a couple of years now. Um, he doesn't have what he used to have. And with the exciting guys they have coming in the back line, he's, he, to me, would be the first one to go. Yeah. Um, Nick Meany, I think he's a good player. He's not great. I mean, replacing him with Dufty isn't, you know, it isn't some super upgrade or super downgrade. I think Nick Meany is going to play great for Melbourne. He just seems like a hard worker and a smarter footballer, and those type of guys go down to Melbourne and make a big difference. Yep, hundred percent. I mean, I mean that backline next year for the Bulldogs is going to be insane. You got obviously like Dufty, Adokar, Naden's coming. You've already got Kotrick. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Aaron Shook. He's not too bad. Yeah, Jaden Ockenbor as well. They're going to give Trent Barrett a few headaches to kind of kind of pick a back five there. Hundred percent. But I mean, he's the man for the job. Trent Barrett's shown this year that. That he doesn't mind making those tough decisions and mm. uh and you know godspeed to him uh, i mean he just leaves me a bit scared in the halves i don't know what the halves play is for next year i mean this year they've been playing avarillo wakeham lachlan lewis till we got busted stealing speakers um <laughs> they're just kind of i don't know if you're gonna pay kyle flanagan that money you need to give him time to gel and time to play there and i think birdo next year is looking really aggressive looking really good um he's going to be the dominant half yeah, no matter that 100%. he's got six on his back, he's going yeah. to be the dominant half. You need to kind of build who can play around him. And mm-hmm. if Flano can play around him and do his job, I think you've got to stick by him. If Avrilo can somehow turn into a halfback, kind of a la um, Jerome Hughes, I think you stick mm-hmm. with him. But I think you just kind of do what works best with Matt Burton. He's going to be your strength going into next year. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, have you got uh, anything more you want to bring up on the dogs or should we get to next week's games? Or this week's I'm, games. I'm pretty good for the dogs. I'm pretty okay. good. That was more than enough. Yeah, more than enough for the uh, wooden spooners this year. Um, all right. So first game up tomorrow night. Well, tonight, sorry. Um, we've got the uh, Canberra Raiders and the Sydney guys. I'm, I'm shit at this. Okay. So we're, do- we're obviously doing this the night before. Um, I'm not very good at remembering days. So... He, he wears those undies with the days on him and he wears wrong <laughs> I stopped wearing those actually. Um, so the uh, we got the Canberra Raiders and the and the Sydney Roosters. The now. ghost of the Sydney Roosters. Yeah, the absolute ghost. It's not even it's not even their injury squad, it's their injuries injury squad. Um yeah, run me through, run me through your thoughts. I mean it's a full it's a full strength Canberra Canberra squad. They're trying to get into the eight, obviously. Um, so they need a win here, and I think they could do it. I think the Joey Manu injury is that means the Roosters are going to come in with even even more of a depressing feeling. I mean, we all kind of knew they were going to make the finals, possibly make a semi and get bounced. But I mean, you have a look at this squad. You have got Adam Kerrigan, who I like, starting at centre, not ideal. Your halves are Drew Hutchinson and Lachlan Lamb, guys I both like, and I get playing Sam Walker off the bench. I don't this team. I don't think this team can get it done. I mean, Angus Crichton is back, which you love to see, but even now, like just the ben- a bench of Sam Walker, Egan Butcher, Ben Marshke, and Tuku Hal Tapua. I think that's how you say it. Yeah. Uh, apologies um, if anyone knows the right way to say it. Feel free, let us know. Just um, shoot us a message. But I mean, this is a, it's a pretty full strength Canberra squad against a not full strength Roosters. I think Canberra probably get it done and lock up their spot in the eight. The thing that's really interesting for me is why are you running out Hutchinson and Lamb? Why are you? I think I think they know that. I think Robbo knows the seat. He's done it a few times where he's named Walker at seven. He's come off the bench, Mm. and I think he knows that you know they're not going to win this season. There's no point putting Walk. uh, No point putting Walk out there and having Papali, Hudson, Young, Elliot, Whitehead just run at him all game. True. There's no need for that. Like that poor kid. Like I think it's smart. If the game's going sour, like really, really bad, you don't have to play him. You can just take the L. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look like, well, I think he can make a difference here. You put him out there and you see how he goes. Yeah, for sure. And um, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that um, Soliola is uh, named number thirteen, the starting lock. Do you the reckon that this is because it's uh, that's his last regular season game? Or oh, that was my first thought. As sad yeah. as it is, it was my first thought. Um, it might be. 
I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna play hard no matter what, though. It is good to see him now. I don't mind him setting the game off right, starting big, and then you bring off Big Red Corey Horsburgh off the bench. Yeah, I think. Um, I think. I think even if it's not his last game, I think it's a decent choice to have him there, and it's great to see Chan starting back at fullback. Hundred percent. You want to know a? Uh, you want to know a fun fact? Always love um, a fun fact. There are three players in the in the league that are old enough to remember the last um, Parramatta Premiership, and two of them are in this game. Um, Josh Morris and uh, Soliola. Benji Marshall Ooh. is the third. Just that so is that a fun fact. <laughs> Straight off the dome. With fun that and one. factual. We love to see it. Um, uh, who, yeah. who, do you have, who do you have tip for this game? Who do you reckon gets it? See, it's tough because uh, the Roosters, to, to me, are the better team. But I think with Rapana back on the win, Chance playing a full 80 at the back, um, there'll be less fear boners um, in those high balls and you just got a little bit more assurance. Um, so I think that if Canberra come out and give 80% and score maybe the first two or three tries, I think the Roosters might just roll over and give up uh, because, I mean, they've already got it locked up. Canberra's really the only one to have anything to fight for. Um, and and as we've said multiple times um, privately, the Roosters, if you threw out the injury squad, it's still a top eight squad. So they're, they're clearly not um, at full strength at where they thought they were going to be at round one. Um, but I think it'd be an interesting game. I, I reckon the Raiders by maybe four. Yeah, I think I think, I think it will be close, but I think the Raiders will get it done. They need the win, whereas the Roosters don't. I think they're gonna they, they're gonna get the win. They found some form lately. Mm. The Raiders after after a hard start, but I, th- I think they take it out and then they lock up their spot in the eight. Yep, hundred percent. All right. Well, the first game uh, Friday night. Um, to another team to lock up the spot in the eight, um, the Sharks versus the Storm. Now, I have never seen an ins and out list so fucking long. <laughs> Holy shit. Melbourne has literally thrown everybody everybody out. I mean, Josh, I think Josh there's more cards. to come. I think yeah, there's more probably. to come. Probably. I think I think Cooper jo- I think Cooper Johns comes in um, and plays for Jerome Hughes. I think they yep. run a Hine, a Hines Johns. Six and seven. It wouldn't surprise me if Oldham drops out. He did get rested. I think it was last week or the week before. So we might play to get some form. Mm. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if either the Cheese or Harry Grant drop out either. And they play with just one of those guys. Like their backup reserves. Um, you got two two wingers in um, Loyero, I think it is. Trent Loyero and Isaac yep. Lumi Lumi. Um, so they could come in and replace any of them. And then the halves, you've got Riley Jacks and Cooper Johns. If you're carrying two halves in that, I think I think one of them comes in to, um, to start. Yeah, 100%. And Lumi Lumi had such a good game last week. Um, even though they lost, um, I think that he was one of the one of the few bright spots for the Melbourne Storm. It and, wouldn't surprise uh, me if he comes in for George Jennings anyway. Because, I mean, they, 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 they've lost Addo Carr for maybe the first week of the finals. Depends how he pulls up. Yeah. Um, so it'd be nice knowing they've got that depth there. Yeah, 100%. Um, not that many changes for the Sharks, only a couple of ins, but, I mean, nothing crazy. Um, you still got Will Kennedy taking down the back. The good Sione Katoa, uh, Connor Tracy, the man of all positions, and um, they're running again with Moylan and Tricky Trindle in the halves. What do you reckon of Moylan and Tricky Trindle? I don't mind it. I mean, I want to see Tricky Trindle get the first spot at the halfback go next year. I don't mm. know what the plan is for Moylan. I like I like him as a 14. I don't think he's got the got the conditioning or the injury luck to kind of play a full 80 every game. Yeah. So it'd be nice to see him come off the bench. I think they'll go Kennedy at fullback, Hines and Trindle in the halves, and then you could maybe try and piece together a Moylan Hines half combination if something happens to Trindle. Mm-hmm. And um and obviously that Aaron Woods captaining this squad. He's in the yeah. front row with big Toby Rudolph. Blake Braley's in at nine. So it's a pretty good forward pack still. You've still got Nakora. And Teague Wilton on the edges and Jack Williams at lock. Yeah, 100%. Um, Aaron Wood's captaining. It's just a nod to say thanks for the couple of years of the Sharks. I mean, he's I not coming so. back. So um, uh, even though he wants to, I, I just don't see a deal getting done. I reckon it would have got done by now. Um, I do think Craig Fitzgibbon probably likes him. It wouldn't surprise me to see him come back on a one-year cheap deal. Yeah, okay. All right. What do you, who do you reckon takes this? Minor Prems or they stick in the eight? I think the Sharks. I think... I think the Sharks might get this. I was I was chatting to somebody um, um, the other day after the after the Sharks and Para game, and they said, "Oh, well, now they're going to come out and kill the Shark." Oh, sorry, the um, the 
Melbourne para game. Yep. They said now Melbourne's going to come out and kill the Sharks. But I didn't think so. Craig Bellamy doesn't care about the minor premiership. He's shown that before. He'd mm. be more than happy to let another team win the minor premiership if they get to win the real thing. Yeah, 100%. I think he's going to rest his guys. They come off a great streak. That pressure to keep that streak going just absolutely ratcheted up the tension. Mm. They lose yeah. to Para. He rele- releases the valve. They take a week off, and then they come into the finals absolutely ready to go. Yeah. Um, for me, we haven't seen uh, an explosive Ryan Pappenhausen game in what feels like two months. And granted, that's because of been that's been because of his injuries, but. Um, I just think that um, he's ramping up to something and I could, I could see him having, um, you know, a, a Pepinhausen of old or, you know, a current turbo game where he, you know, runs in and disappears a couple of times and runs in three or four tries. Um, but um, that being said, um, I just think because it's their C squad and, um, and the Sharks are at full strength, I think the Sharks kind of keep it close. So I've got uh, probably Storm plus eight. Yeah, I think so too. Do you, would it surprise you if Pappenhausen dropped out Hines to the bench and one of those backup halves or both into the halves? Um, no, it wouldn't surprise me. If if Pap drops out, it doesn't surprise me at all. And if that's the case, then I reckon the Sharks take this for sure. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think he's he's right now, he's the go-to. He's the, stri- he's the strike weapon there, especially if they do take out Jerome Hughes, which he's. Mm. I think he's played the most games. He'd be close to playing the most games for the Storm this year. Mm, It'd be nice yeah. just to give him that little bit of rest coming into the finals. He's had a cracking year. Yeah, hundred um, percent. All right. So the second Friday night game, the uh, the mighty mighty Panthers. Um, I wasn't going to say the mighty Parramatta Eels <laughs> up against the uh, up against the Parramatta Eels. Now um, this is another pretty pretty extensive ins and outs list. But as we said, the the Parramatta Eels they're going to be resting a lot of people um, going into the whole um, back seven for Parramatta is just. Is just absolutely crazy. Like you look at it, like you got Hayes Perham at the fullback, yep. the other Hayes Dunster on one wing, Big Fergalicious on the wing. It's nice to see him back. He's kind of gives like gives some leadership to that back five there. Um, the centers are Tom Opacek and Michael Oldfield. Yep. Um, and as we talked about, you got um, you got the Fresh Prince Will Smith, the captain of the squad, with um, Jake Arthur there at number seven. Yeah. How does that back seven make you feel? Uh, uh, I'm glad I'm not a Parramatta fan. Um, look. I, I don't know. I, I love Big Fergie and I love the fact that um, Parramatta know that they're going to be, that they, they can't get any higher than what they are now. So that they're just, you know, resting up. I completely respect that. Um, but I also love from Penrith that they just don't give a fuck and they're no, rolling I, out I their do, ultimate I do team. think, I do being obviously a uh, Penrith fan, watch a lot of games, which, mo- which that's the most football I watch, obviously. Yeah. Um, I do think Ivan is going to play cheeky boys and I think he is going to he's going to change some stuff around I don't know what exactly is going to happen but to me having Tago May and Kenny all on an extended bench it's going to be mm. interesting to see what happens when they cut that down mm. um, to obviously 19 I think it's the day of they'll cut that down to 19 it's going yeah. to be interesting to see who makes it because it would not surprise me or even uh, May into the halves and give Cleary a break even though he's had some time off I do think we're going to see some some changes there depending mm. as well on the, um, on the storm game. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, do you reckon Ivan cares that much about, about the minor? I don't think as much as last year. Last year was a big thing to win it. I think Ivan likes to make these changes last minute. So I think there mm. will be something. And I mean, knowing that if, if they know that they just need to get a win, then maybe, maybe they, put out a full strength squad and try and take some form into the finals. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I honestly don't know, but it really wouldn't surprise me if they don't run out like this at all. hundred percent. I'm just thinking of our team of the week and they are going to be some absolute fucking no names on it. I can already tell, but that's um, what we love to see. That is what we love to see. We love to see next man up mentality. Um, but yeah, as, as listed, you know, Penrith have their, their regular one through 13. Um, as you said, there's probably going to be a couple of changes, but I'm very curious to see if this is the final backline for Penrith. If this yeah. is what they take into the finals and this is what they take into, take into the grand finals. They are so lucky. Um, mm. I, I wasn't sold on Momorowski at the start of the year, but I do like him more now. I still got such a soft spot for Naden, mm. um, but I don't, I don't mind Paul. Yeah. Um, I've been done by Momorowski before. And that was when he was a tiger. I, uh, I remember I went to Campbelltown and watched, um, Campbelltown, what am I talking about? Um, I went out to... 
Leichhardt? Yeah, fuck. What the fuck is wrong with me tonight? Um, I went out to Leichhardt and um, watched Paul Mamorowski score three tries in front of me. Um, I was I was the only cowboy within Kui. And um, it's one of like the five football games that Ella and I went to by ourselves. And um, every time that they scored, she just looked at me and went, it's not your night, babe. And you get so angry as well. Oh, I do. I do. I, I remember when we went to uh, when we went to Brookvale earlier this nah, don't, year. No, nah, don't. We went up. to Brookvale don't bring it up. No, this year. Okay, so Panthers Cows versus man. Eels. I thought he was going to cry on the way out. Panthers up. versus Eels. Um, who have you got winning this one? I mean, if they run out like this, I got Panthers 13 plus. Yeah, 100. 100. I, I backed that. I, 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 could, I, could, I could see the subs coming in and it being just an absolutely sloppy game. Yeah. Um, and then maybe that keeps it under 12, but we'll see. Uh, regardless, I have Panthers by at least six points. This is why I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Again, shout out to our friends of the podcast. I'm sorry. I love you. Um, Broncos and Knights. First game on a Saturday. Um, the, the Knights have got a lot of, uh, a lot of old faces back uh, in Clem. Um, you got Tex Hoy back. You got Phoenix Crossland back as well. Um, but he's, you know, just chilling on the bench. Um, and the the Broncos don't really have too many changes. I mean, Jermaine Asako's back, but, you know, fucking Yippe. Uh, Brody Croft is back and uh, Jordan Ricky's back. Uh, I really like Jordan Ricky. I think Jordan Ricky's had a really I think Jordan really Ricky's fantastic. I think yeah. that back row... That back row rotation next year for the Broncos of Capewell, Pia Cora, and Jordan Ricky is a really, really good rotation. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It is, it is disgusting. Um, and I think, especially in the last few weeks, ever since uh, TPJ moved on, um, Jordan Ricky's just really found his own. Yeah. And um, and I mean, if you've got a guy like that on your bench that just needs to be unleashed, then fucking unleash him. Yeah, like I agree. It, you know, um, so I enjoy so I, watching this Broncos team, especially the last couple of weeks. They've been finding some form. They've been looking good. Um, they're 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 kind of fun to watch, especially with the milf being unleashed. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But I mean, a lot of those guys that I mentioned before, they are just the extended reserves. So um, we may or may not see them play. Um, I would love to see them go out with the seventeen that they started the year with. Uh, in terms of like just running with Jermaine Asako and Brody Croft and stuff like that, but I mean it's up to Kevy at the end of the day. It doesn't really doesn't really matter this game. Um, I think regardless of the squad that they run out, the Knights win this comfortably. I and think comfortably, probably, comfortably. I mean four. I mean possibly. I, I I think the Knights probably get. They need to win here. They need to take two wins into the finals. If they lose to a Broncos team bef- the week before the finals, it's bad for them next week. Yeah, they need to win and they need to look convincing at winning. And I mean, if you look at that team, it's pretty full strength. I can't really see. I mean, the forwards look a bit soft, not having, um, I don't think either Safidi is in. Yeah, and Brady's not in either. And Brady's not in that. That front row is not amazing. And obviously, Brody Jones would normally come off the bench. It's not, it's not the most full strength team they could have gone with, mm. but it is pretty close. It should be enough to beat these Broncos team. And I'd be really worried if they don't. Yeah, hundred percent. You and me both. Um, so, are you leaning towards the Broncos? Then? I pro- no, I, pro- I go Knights. I think I think the Knights are going to take a lot of confidence. It was only a one point win mm. last week, but I think they don't have anything to lose this game. The mm. final spot is locked up. I think they'll come out and they have too much talent. I mean, as as fun as as fun as the Broncos are, I think the Knights still win it. Yeah, and, K- cool. and KP named Skipper. KP named Skipper. How good. Um, now the game that clearly our fans are uh, tuning into and, and wanting to listen to our great expert opinion on is the uh, North Queensland Cowboys up against the Manly Warringah Seagulls. I'm praying for you. Oh, bro, it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough. I'm praying think, for you. I think winning last week really, really helped. Um, but um, I can see, I mean, we were just talking about me crying in Brookvale. I can see that happening again. Um if if New South Wales wasn't on lockdown and Manly was having to travel up to Queensland Country Bank Stadium, then I would give us, you know, a little bit of home ground advantage, give us a humidity. But, um, you know, everybody's going to be acclimatised up there. The the Sea Eagles are what seem to be at absolute full strength. They are ready to rip and tear, my friends. Yeah. And um, and it's not even like the, the the big names that are really killing me that I'm worried about. It's, it's you know, Josh Alloyer had such a big game last week. He did. Uh, Marty Tapao had an underrated game. Uh, Olakawatu. Uh, that back row combo of, of Olakawatu and Shusta is just 
unbelievable on the it's edges. Unfair. They're yeah. just big and strong and smart and fuck, they're good. Yeah, hundred percent. I think um, their their extended bench would, if teams had their extended bench starting, you'd be pretty happy with like Sipley, Moses Suli, Curtis Sirinan, even Kurt DeLuis is not a bad backup. Like yeah, that 100%. is a fan. That is, we were we were all talking shit about Manly's depth at the start of the year. They have developed some of these guys. Like obviously Josh Aloye was good. We knew when he came across from the Tigers he was going to be good. Marty mm-hmm. Tapao has always been good. Olukawatu has been unreal. Schuster mm-hmm. might be a career back rower. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Like these guys have just come out. Carl Lawton's been great. He's he's a hooker turned back rower. Yeah. My uh my big question mark going forward for Manly and and as much as I want to say the Cowboys are going to win this I think Manly's going to kill us but um my big question mark going ahead for Manly to make them a contender they need a good nine I think Crocker doesn't nine. get it done for them I mean no Manis I think it's Manisi Finu Finu or whatever it is um he's had mm. his trial pushback for the church stabbing so yeah I mean COVID hasn't helped there he probably if COVID wasn't around he'd probably be back playing and it'd be even mm. better. But yeah. I mean, they're, they're doing this without a proper nine. Imagine yeah. if they if they had like even like a league average hooker. As much as I like Lachlan Croker, if they had like a an out and out number nine, imagine how much better they'd be. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I mean, if they need one, we can give him Jake Granville. No, nah, Jake Granville's a cult hero at this point. What I don't understand is Jason Tamalolo back at lock. I feel like the prop experience really, really worked. Um, I haven't liked Cohen Hess since his first year. Uh, I think he's just taken such a step back um, that you, you know, we're 14th already. Just keep running with with Tamalolo at prop. That worked really well last last week, and there's no there's no need to change it really in my eyes. But no, I agree. I think that was he played a great game in the front row. I think we've we've talked about it as well offline. That we I think. He's great in the front row, and then you can have some speed and some playmaking at 13. It just kind of unlocks the strike that the Cowboys have at the back. Mm. Like, you look at that, like, um, the Hammer, Holmes, and is it Talagi? Is that how you say it? Yeah, Talagi, yeah. Yeah, that, those guys have strike and speed and power, and you can you you can, you can can roll off the back of that mm. using Tamalolo as a forward, use, use the lock as a link man. I just think it's a bit silly to move him back to 13. Mm. Yeah, and not to mention, uh, am I blind? Not Ruben Cotter's out. So, um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know the what's going man on. The man on the extended bench, play Dejon yeah, Arcee. How yeah, bring hard is it? In. Yeah, 100%. Play, Throw, just play him. I, I'm all for giving Tom Dearden enough rope, but I would put Hampton back in the seven. I put the ass man up in the centers. You and, know what? And just run Cowboys it. looked good with Hampton at seven. Hundred percent. We look good. We anyway. I'm not going to get into it. It's going to make me. Sad, <laughs> we'll be here for but... hours and he'll start crying. But play the ass man, please, pay Please, please, please pay the ass man. Pay the ass man. Play the ass man. I mean, you well. can pay him if you're going to play him. You better pay him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we're both in uh, unison that Sea Eagles 13 plus. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's going to be sad to watch. Uh, I'd be very next... surprised. I'd be very surprised if not. Yeah. Uh, next game, bunnies, dragons, bunnies, everybody out. Literally the young bunnies, the young bunnies. So you got Taff, the young buns, Braden Burns, Campbell Graham, Jackson Paulo, the not so young Benji Marshall, and Lachlan Elias, who doesn't even have a doesn't have a photo up here. So I know, uh, and a rather come doing him dirty. But the uh, the thing that I'm most excited for is is um, someone who's becoming an absolute folk legend in South Sydney, Mark Nichols, named as captain. How, Starting at lock and at skipper, love good. to see it. How fucking good! Uh, he was our player I mean, of the week last week, and I <laughs> two stand by that. Stand by it. Um, I think that um, I mean the dragons. The dragons are going to uh, put out the team that they normally put out. I mean, uh, Amone had a really good week last week, and so did Tyrell. Um, in at the one. Um, Ravalawa is always going to give you a meat pie, but um, I still think that even the Bunnies B squad takes out this this Dragon squad. I know they are missing they are missing Zach Lomax um, as well. I don't know if that would normally push Jack Bird to a back row and he can play Billy Burns off the bench. Mm. Uh, I mean, this might actually be a fun game. Mm. Like, I, I don't know how competitive it's going to be, but I think it'll be fun. I, I enjoyed the Cowboys Dragons game last week. I think this might be similar in terms of there's not a lot of defense going on and the people are running full length of the ground. Um, it's really good to see these Dragons young guys play. I'm mm. hoping that Anthony Griffin next year lets them play 
Yeah, 100%. Um, and kind of just turn to the team over to them. And obviously, they've got Ben Hunt, who's out, who comes back next year, who I think is going to be absolutely fantastic for those young guys. Fuck Ben Hunt. Um, I've got I've got Bunnies 13 plus still, though. I have Bunnies 1 to 12. 1 to 12. Okay. I All think right. it's going to be closer. I think these, I, you, you look at this Bunnies team, there's not a real game breaker in it. Like, Jaden Sewer can on his day, but he hasn't really. Tavita Tatola mm. is good. Um, Benji is Benji. But I mean, to me, there's not an out and out guy who's going to kill you. I mean, it's mm. very strange because on their extended bench, they've named Jai Arrow, Cam Murray, Alex Johnson, and Walker. I don't think any of them will play, but it's mm. really weird to name those guys on your extended bench. Yeah, 100%. Um, okay, well, moving on. Um, you were talking about young guns before and the Dragons letting their young guns play. Fuck, I'm keen for this game. Sunday, 2 p.m. Warriors, Titans, the young guns, Jaden Campbell and Reese Walsh going at it. Oh, I, this is I it. I'm excited. This, this is, is Sunday footy. Yeah. And I mean, rightfully so, 10th and 11th, um, two young up-and-coming teams um, that look to have some serious promise next year. Like if they, you know, they're, they're getting their straps now. Um, you know, you're going to see the Chanel Harris-DeVito and Sean O'Sullivan experience in there. Um, AFB is fucking amazing and he's going to put on another massive game. Um, I'm sure Wade Edigan and Matt Lodge are going to hold their own as well. Um, out and out, you and Aitken, the, the man that's surprising a lot of us. Um, and interestingly, I see that Anthony Don's been named in the reserves. I think Don might play. He might. He might. Don might play. Don yeah. might play. I think, and that's what it was, my first look at this team list enlisted one response. Play fucking Mazu. Yeah. <laughs> How hard is this? Play him over Sammy. Play yeah. him over Sammy. But the Don might the Don might end up on the bench. I don't know who you would drop out for that. But I mean, this extended bench is very strange because you've got a guy, Greg Mazu, who's better than at least one of the guys playing on the wing. You've got mm. Toby Sexton, who's a better half than one of the guys playing in your halves. Mm. It's just very strange to me. But I mean, I think it's going to be a fun game because both teams are going to want to finish the season on a win. I think it'll and just feel a lot still better. still fighting for the eight. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think with, I mean, I think Canberra and the Sharks will both win. Mm. So I think that knocks them probably out of contention. Yeah. But um, I mean, I don't like the Tyrone Peachy at six. We've talked about it before. I think... He's kind of something different and it can throw the Warriors off. But yeah. I mean, yeah, for feeder off the bench again, we'll see that. They re- he really needs to come into next season, the ability to start. Yeah, Dave Taylor 2.0. I know, I know. And this Warriors team is good. This Warriors team is fun. Sean yeah. O'Sullivan, we've talked about before. I thought the only reason was on his team was because his dad was, you know, Peter O'Sullivan, head of recruitment there. But mm. he's really proved me wrong this year. He's playing well. And I think next year, with the halves being Sean Johnson and Chanel Harris to be Sean O'Sullivan's a great backup there. He yeah, can play, 100%. he can play the six and he can play the seven, and he, he's happy to take a back seat, but he can also kind of control the team if he needs to. Nine times out of ten, I'd be with you. Play um play Greg Marju, but um drop drop Patrick Herbert, throw Philip Sammy in the four and play Anthony Don. It's his last game. Play the Don. Play the yeah, man. Play, play the, the Don. Don. Is Give Don him the media on the way out. Is Don is good. Put one up for him nice and high. Um, and this is at Seabus Super Stadium too, Titans home ground. It'd be love to see him get a get get his last game there. Yeah, future immortal Jonathan Thurston played his last game here, so he may as well let Anthony Don play there too. Um, I do have the Warriors edging this out. Um, I know I was saying that the Titans might still make the eight, but I still think the Warriors edge this out, regardless of what happens with the with the Sharks and the Raiders. What about you? I got the Titans. Titans. I think Don's oh. last game. It's at Seabus. Uh, they're what one of the few teams to actually kind of have a home ground. Yeah, I think they're going to go out on a win. I think that's what's going to happen. I, the Warriors have kind of struggled lately. Um, I think they're going to go out on, on a win this year. The Titans. They, yeah, right. They'll win and they'll still miss the eight. And and the last game. Um, and all I can really say about this game is after the um, number what one. What a way to end the West, regular season. Number one for the What West did Tigers, we do to deserve say, this? All I want to say is me. bye to this game. That's all I want to say. Bye, yeah. Bye. Because oh, I, I don't actually know if I'll tune I will because I'm a sicko, but I don't know if I'll tune into this I game. I mean, I'll watch it because I love footy, but God yeah. damn, it's going to I think hurt. this will be one of those uh, in the background while I'm working out kind of games because 
in the uh, background while I'm being tortured one of those games. <laughs> oh. This, yeah, the, this uh, is going to be a punish. Yeah, 100%. The Western Australian Tigers um, up against the Canterbury Banks and Bulldogs against Manly turn up against this Tigers team. I see the Bulldogs winning. I can. I just, I just don't know if the doggies have it. I just don't know if they, if they can pull out another week like that. Yeah. Um, I think the Tigers are gonna, are gonna probably get this win, and and we'll see. I wonder if Alex Twal crushes over for his first meaty. Man, you'd love to see it, but I don't think so. I think he's on the nudie run again. Yeah, probably. Absolutely um, ripped that Mad Monday. One, <laughs> one man that I do really love from this West Tigers team uh, is Stefano Utoyakamanu. He's oh, uh, fucking. Ooh, he is. He's had so such a glow up this year. Good. He is. Um, I just I can't wait to watch his career unfold. He I'm so played glad a NBA cracking game last week against the mighty mighty Penrith Panthers. Yeah, um, he He's looked great. I mean, the, the, ti- the Tigers in general. I think the ti- if the Tigers turn up like they did last week, I think they'll blow the Bulldogs off the park. Their goal line, but I don't think they will. I don't think they'll. No. they'll I kill. haven't seen the yeah. Tigers put together two consistent efforts all year. Mm. I mean, um, th- there's a few guys on this Tigers team I actually do really like. Like yeah. as we said, we like Stefano. I really like off the bench Jake Simpkin, the number nine. Yeah, I love Simpkin. I think he's great. Um, Alex Twole is what Alex Twole is. Um, yeah. Sean Bloor as well. He's a he's a Penrith boy. Um, I think he's really good. His brother Dean's a half there, still at Penrith. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Sean coming coming into great, he was just this aggressive second rower. I mm-hmm. want him to find that ability again. He reminded me a lot of a guy, and not as good, but like a kind of TPJ. We yeah. just had the ability to find that third man in the line and just run hard and hit him. Yeah, hundred percent. And I'm I'm also a big fan of like the good Luciano, uh, the good Luciano, the good Leilua brother Luciano. And um, I think Ken Mamalo is gonna is gonna bring a lot to this Tigers team in the future. David Nofaluma obviously is a stud. Um, and uh, it's good to see Michael Cheekham actually getting some getting some burn. Yeah, because, um, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's... Earlier in the year, especially with like injuries and stuff like that. Um, it, it seems a little bit like Madge had it out for him. He was only getting spot minutes here and there, but I'm glad to see that Cheekham's getting some uh, getting some good run. Yeah, and he's great there. I mean, I mean, Jimmy Roberts is on the extended bench. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he came in for Cheekham, just because Cheekham's got that utility factor off the bench. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it'll happen, but it wouldn't be the most surprising thing in the world. I still got I got Bulldogs one to twelve. Um, I got the Tigers one to twelve this game. I got Dogs one to twelve this game. Uh, which will be which will be nice and interesting, and that's. That's it. That'll that'll close out. Oh fuck! That's the last game of the round. That fucking hurts last me. game of the regular season. Last brother. game of the fucking. Nothing sums season. up a COVID year like <laughs> West Australian Tigers <laughs> against the Bulldogs. Jesus. Yes, the wooden spoon Bulldogs. Oh my god! All right. Well, um, do you have any more NRL to touch on? Anything you're super duper excited for this weekend, or are we going to get into the very minimalistic NBA news? I think I think this weekend in footy is going to be a strange one, to be honest. The mm. last round always is like even looking over those team lists. How many times do we say, "Oh, I don't know if these guys are actually going to play"? Look at the extended bench. There's something going on here. Mm. Um, I think it's going to be it's going to be definitely strange. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a good round of footy. I think there might be more upsets than what we think. It honestly wouldn't surprise me if we got to the Titans game and they were playing for a chance to to make the eight. Make the eight, yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, to me, it just depends what, what the coaches kind of end up doing come game time. I mean, we'll know a lot more on game days just before, obviously, when they cut the squads down to 19. Mm. But I yeah. think it's, it's going to probably be an interesting game of footy, except that last one. I'm not looking forward to that last one, I'll tell you nah, that. Nah, not at all. Why don't they put that on tomorrow night and then just shuffle everything down one? That's just, don't, just don't play it. Just give everyone a, just give everyone a point and we go home early. <laughs> everyone a point and we go home early. I love that. All right. Well, um, yeah, I've got nothing more to add to that. So in the NBA, in the NBA, this... We are in the uh, dead zone of the NBA at the moment. Are, a little bit quiet. We are so in the dead zone, but a little bit of life was injected today when uh, homegrown Benny Simmons turned to uh, Daryl Morey and said, fuck you all, I'm out. He doesn't want to be a sixer anymore. Um, Now, over the last couple of days, it's come out that uh, the Timberwolves and the Kings seem to be the number one and two suitor for him. Also, the Warriors... Um, I don't know how much. I think the Warriors are just trying to capitalize on on Steph being Steph, um, but I don't know. I don't know how much validity there is to the Warriors. But I do have here that the Timberwolves did offer D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasy, and Jaden McDaniels for just Ben Simmons, uh, which the Sixers declined. 
Um, I understand why the Sixers declined that, I'd but at the same time, but at the same time, if your if your superstar has come out and said, "I don't want to be here anymore," you take anything for him. I do like this Kings deal that has also been dropped. So, uh, as per Christopher Klein, um, the Kings offered Tyrese Halliburton, Body Healed, and Damian Jones for Ben Simmons. I think you get much more value back in in the Kings than what you do for the Timberwolves. Um, and I think the six, I just think the Sixers asking price is just way too high. Um, it's it's going around that they want um, three um, three young talents, one of them being a potential All Star, and then two or three picks. Um, and and just for Ben Simmons, that is you, you're giving up way too much. Um, I don't see them doing a, you know an Andre Drummond from a couple of years ago with Detroit, where they gave him Brandon like a bag of chips. For Andre Drummond, I don't think it's going to get that bad of a situation. But, um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be good. I think these are going to be some of the best deals that we see over the next couple of weeks. I think so, too. I don't know. It really wouldn't... I think what's going to happen is Ben Simmons is going to go into into the new season of six. So he's not going to play. He's going to sit out. And I think they're going to wait and they're going to try and hold that value and see what they can get. Eventually, the Sixers are going to, are going to accept a deal that's a lot less than probably what they want. Yeah. Um, I think him telling the Sixers he doesn't want to be a Sixer is a lot like me telling one of the Kardashians that I'm in a relationship. It wasn't really <laughs> going to matter. I don't think he had a lot of choice in the matter, to be honest. Um, I think he was out the door regardless. Um, I think Maury's just waiting until he gets to that critical point where he's got to get rid of him and then whatever the best offer is at then at that point. Yeah, 100%. Um, I am just reading here that um, there's a pretty high chance that Tyrese Maxey um, is going to be a part of any Ben Simmons trade. Uh, Rich Paul, if he had it his way, wants both of his clients out of Philadelphia, which really fucks the Sixers because Tyrese Maxey is a really good young player that um, filled the point guard vo- void whenever they put Ben Simmons to the four. I hate this agent shit. Yeah. I yeah. hate it. It's just But it's so... one of the few leagues that like agents have such an influence. I know. I know. It's just... Ugh. It just makes me sick. These guys are just sleazy and slimy. Like they they get rich off these guys' ability and talent. It's just uh, yeah. You hate to see it, especially when it when when the Sixers are theoretically trying to do the best thing and get Ben Simmons. Or they could hold him and they could say, "No, you're going to play at your contract here. I don't care if you don't like it." They could yeah. do that. They're, try, they're like the the entitlement of some of these guys to to sign these big max deals and say, "I'll get my money now," and when I'm not happy, they'll have to trade me. Yeah, I, I don't like seeing that. It's, it's a lot of this stuff is coming out. I mean, they've all kind of done it and been there. I don't, I don't really care as much if a guy leaves in free agency. Mm. I can yeah. deal with that. But yeah, when, when it comes to, or even if they're not happy and you want to get a trade, that's fine. If you're not happy, don't sign the fucking supermax. Yeah. If yeah, you're not exactly. happy, don't do it. Don't sign the five year deal. Get two years into it and say, well, you know what, it looks pretty good over there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I mean. Yeah, you. talking about signing big deals and what a fucking joke. Um, Larry Markkinen, after being traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers, has signed a four-year. Now hold on to your fucking hat, okay? Four-year, sixty-seven million dollar extension. Jesus. You were paying this man seventeen million. <laughs> this is a Dave. This is a Davis Bertans contract. If I've ever fucking seen one, um, and Davis Bertans had a shit year this year. Granted, COVID, all that bullshit. But um, this is a guy that for his career shoots 36% behind the arc. Cool. That's great. You're like 6'10". Um, you have one of the um, worst nicknames in the NBA, the finisher, because he's Finnish. He's from Finland. Letting that soak in. Good. I can yep. see you dying. Nice. Um, he averages, uh, he's averaged 15 and a half, seven rebounds. And, you know, just over an assist for his career in 221 games. Um, look, I'm not going to say much on this. I fucking hate this deal. Um, I know that the I mean, CBA... it'd, be, it'd be a good deal if Markner didn't suck. Yeah, it would be. 100%. It'd, it'd be a great be. deal. But if, if, it was worth 67, up... if it was worth $67 million, I'd be all for it. Yeah, but you've just given up um, Larry Nance Jr. The only thing that I can think is that they didn't want to pay Larry Nance Jr. that. And yeah. why the fuck not? What a crowded front court, though, they're going into next year with. I mean, we all know Kevin Love probably isn't going to finish the season in Cleveland next year, no. whether he does get traded or he does cave and agree to a buyout. But besides Kevin Love, you've now got Markinen, you've got um, 
Evan or Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley. And you've yeah. got um Jared Allen as well. That is a yeah. crowded front court. I don't know what they do there. Jared, Jared Allen, Allen just got signed. paid. Yeah, he just yeah. signed that five one hundred. So and I mean, you you pick up a guy like Evan Mobley to start him and develop him. He's, he was what the third pick. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't like this deal. It's interesting, especially considering that, like, um, the way that Cleveland's transitioning. Like, there's a lot of talk that either Darius Garland or Colin Sexton isn't going to end the year. Uh, either of them aren't going to end the year in Cleveland next year. So you're you're just jumping on the big train and i don't get it because we're in a guard league i was literally saying this you know half an hour ago it's a guard league why are you why are you jumping on all these big guys so i mean why are you jumping on these big guys for a horrible price that's the main thing 100 percent. and none of these guys i mean jared allen has had some really good highlights and we don't know what mobley could be good yeah but they're not Jokic stoppers. And they're, for, not, um, imagine, they're not Embiid stoppers. Imagine you get to two years down the track. I mean, at the end of this contract, marketing is going to be tradable. A $15 million expiring deal is always tradable. And yeah. we've seen that there's no such thing as an untradable deal in the NBA anymore. Mm. But it just seems unnecessary the four years. Speaking of non-untradable deals, I was reading today that the Boston Celtics are interested in John Wall. Don't ask me why, but I was reading it today. Um yeah, uh, I think the Rockets uh, the Rockets would do anything for John Wall in a heartbeat just so that they can free up some space for Kevin Porter Jr. and um, Jalen Green and, and Christian Wood. Just to get like, some young guys in there and see what they can do. 100%. I mean, they, they're already fucking stacked with young guys. And that was because of the primary experience. But um, it, gonna be, it's going to be interesting in Houston next year. And, and I, I don't know if John Wall stays there for the entire year. Um, another guy that's getting bought out, another old head that's getting bought out, DeAndre Jordan. Um, he looks like he's on the way back to LA, but he's going to be down the hallway. Um, the the Lakers are looking to pursue him after just signing Rondo. They'll they'll uh, shore up their bench and probably bring on DeAndre as well. Um, you know, minor deal. It doesn't. I don't really. Do you have an opinion on this? Do um, I don't mind it. It's a very <laughs> Lakers deal. I mean, this is kind of one of those things. It's like a mad lib. You could have put. Lakers, DeAndre Jordan together, and you kind of read it and you go, yeah, that makes sense. Another, yeah. he's a big body, soak up some fouls. I can play him during the regular season. Um, and I think he's a guy that'll listen to LeBron. I think all yeah. those guys on those team, um, the only one I'd be worried about normally would be Rondo, but he's showing he, he, he listens to LeBron. He lets LeBron lead. Hmm. Um, I think this Lakers team is pretty good. I know it's old and it's a mean team and people, people say what they say, but I mean, it's experience that wins championships. Yeah. Like, yeah, you need young guys, but that's more for teams that want to win a championship and keep winning. LeBron's 100%. happy just to win and to and to finish his career there. And um, maybe they can retool later. We'll see. Yeah. I don't mind that pickup. But as you said, we've probably spent more time than we should have talking about it already. Yeah. And and to your point, the experience wins championships. I mean, it's it was his first one this year. But, I mean, you look at that in P.J. Tucker for the, uh, for the Bucks. I mean, his experience on the defensive end of the floor, that's what – got them over um, Brooklyn mm. uh, without him, um, you know, and just fouling the shit out of Durant and just tackling Kevin Durant. Um, they, they don't go on to win the championship. There's no way that they do. Um, yeah. But yeah, as I said, it's, uh, it's pretty bleak in the NBA right now. Um, there's, we are there's... lucky though. There's only a few weeks between the NRL grand final and opening night. So yeah. We've got a couple of things for your asses as well for uh, for coming up in between those in between those quote unquote bleak weeks. So um, strap in or strap on because uh, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I'm game. Uh, <laughs> you'll get you'll try anything once. I know you. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I guess that's it. We'll leave it there. Um, thank you for for listening to the pod. Um, as uh, as always, um, feel free to give us a follow on social. Yeah, follow on socials, you know, um, five star where you can five star, um, like where you can like and uh, share DM it to your, you can DM. DM where you can DM and share it to your, uh, share it to your stories if you can. Um, the more exposure, the, the better, obviously, um, for you guys and the better for us. Uh, we really appreciate it and uh, we'll, we'll catch you next time. All right, we'll see you next time. See you guys.